evening and welcome to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live FPL podcast for Game Week 2 and preview for Game Week 3. Welcome to everyone here listening and watching, probably listening on Spotify or Apple Music or watching from YouTube, Facebook or Twitter or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, welcome to you. What a game week we've just come off the back of, by the way. 39 goals scored was the most scored in a single game week since uh, the 5th and 6th of February 2011. Two hat-tricks and four games with six or more goals scored in them. Absolutely amazing game. We've got goals going left, right and centre. Absolutely class. Um, but we're going to review that and we're going to preview the upcoming game week in this podcast. So make sure you stay tuned right to the end. And we've got an absolute belter on its way. Um, speaking of which, we've got our little head-to-head league, our classic league rather, um, which if you haven't joined, again, what are you doing? Get involved. The code is WNZJDI. That's WNZJDI to join the Esports Live and FPL Addicts Classic League. Uh, just to go through the results very quickly from Game Week 2, as we've mentioned, very high scoring. Of course, Everton 5-2 winners over West Brom, including a Dominic Calvert-Lewin hat-trick. He was absolutely electrifying in the early kickoff on Saturday. Um, many build this as a championship fixture lead for them. Two sides coming up from the second tier. 4-3, another seven-goal thriller, um, which we've got another one. Obviously, to follow, uh, held a Costa with two. The man I mentioned last week, Mateus Click, got himself a goal. And obviously, a couple of people met with Mitrovic in preseason. He bagged himself a brace. Now, the uh, one that Jack was very, very happy about, Manchester United won Crystal Palace three. Wilfred Zaha on fire. Donny van der Beek got himself a debut goal. Um, got another away win at Old Trafford for Crystal Palace. Now, Arsenal two, West Ham won. A lot of people, including myself, had a Bamiyan captain. He only had an assist. So, he only had the five points. Uh, Lacazette and Nketia with a late winner for the Gunners. Uh, Samson Spurs um, on the Sunday. Uh, I had a brilliant one with this one because I had Son, Kane and Ings. More on that later. Son, four goal. Kane assisted all four. And uh, Danny Ings chipped in with a couple, including one from the penalty spot. So great result that was for Tottenham. Again, Elliot was absolutely buzzing, was messaging me all the way through this game. Tariq Lamptey had an absolute blinder. Mope had two inside 10 minutes. And Brighton cruised to a 3-0 win away up in the North Chelsea had an absolute shocker, really. Timo Werner couldn't really get into the game. And Sadio Mane backed himself a brace. Um, obviously, Chelsea had a missed penalty through Jorginho, which um, caused a lot of FPL managers a few nightmares there. Um, Leicester had a good win over Burnley, which you always love to see, obviously. A win over Burnley, I'll take that any day. Dennis Pratt. Uh, Harvey Barnes and James Justin got themselves on the scoreboard, including an own goal as well there from Eric Peters and uh, Jimmy Dunn, the four million differential, which might work well for a lot of people who aren't Blackman fans. It uh, might work well for a lot of people out there. He's got himself on the third score sheet as well. And uh, to round it all off, I've well, got one more game to follow after this, apologies, but uh, Villa had a 1-0 win over Sheffield United. Henry Concert, the defender, got himself a goal, a penalty save off uh, John Lundstrom, the hero last year. Uh, was Emmy Martinez on his debut for the Villains. Um, so, a good win there. And obviously, a red card for John Egan, which frustrated me and a lot of other managers that had him in. He's one of the most transferred out heading into the game week. And then Wolves and Man City. Wolves were pressing, pressing, pressing. But Man City were just too good with a 3-1 win over Wolves. Um, De Bruyne, Jesus and Foden got themselves the goals there. And Raul Jimenez for the home side. So, off the back of that, Elliot, what are your three uh, biggest results for this weekend? 
Thank you, Ollie. I think the first one that you've got to talk about was the first fixture of uh, the game week. Everton 5, West Brom 2. It was a first goal in blue for James Rodriguez as he speared it past Johnston to the far right post. It was a lovely goal right on the cusp of half-time, which really sent the game Everton's way, in my opinion. Um, but a senior ha- his first senior hat-trick for Dominic Calvert-Lewin and a hat-trick of assists also helped Everton on their way. Kieran Gibbs and Slavin Bilic both getting sent off obviously also helped them, and it was a wonderful kick from Mateus Pereira which unfortunately didn't mean anything in the end but that was the first highlight of the week for me the second one Spurs five Southampton two Harry came with four assists and a goal mental Son with four goals the first time he's he's scored four goals ever in his career and Danny Ings back amongst the goals scoring two as Ollie said before one from the penalty spot one was uh, questionable defending from Eric Dyer as he put it past Hugo Lloris and I'm sorry Jack but Crystal Palace three Man United one was my last talking point of the week I couldn't talk about Newcastle Brighton I couldn't bring myself to do it was that a shock was it <laughs> Wilfred Zaha with two goals taking his season's tally up to three goals so far from two game weeks Andros Townsend however started the scoring for the Eagles as he netted his first Premier League goal in almost a year uh, since Palace played Norwich in September last year Donny van der Beek happily though for Jack did score on his debut and I'm sure we'll be hoping it's the first of many but that was this game week's main talking points now, just to reintroduce, I guess, obviously, we've had a bit from uh, from you, Elliot. How are you today, mate? I'm brilliant, thank you, mate. I'm actually really excited for today because, obviously, I, th- I think I had quite a decent game week, so I'm excited to talk about it. Now, obviously, we've mentioned him. I hope he's had enough time to recover from that absolute shambles at Old Trafford. But, uh, Jack Gillibrand, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. Um, thank God it's a new game week. That's all I can say. So, we go again. <laughs> And uh, Matt, the guru from uh, FK Addicts, of course. Obviously, Tottenham had an amazing win on the uh, on Sunday night over here, so you must be happy with that. And on to the next week. Absolutely buzzing about the Spurs game. Harry Kane, four assists and a goal. Son, four goals. Absolutely buzzing off that. Fantasy league wise, we'll come to that a bit later on. But I, I wish I had, uh, I wish I had Harry Kane on my side, to be honest. In fact, we'll move on to that right now, Elliot. Starting with you, how did you go uh, in game week two? So for me, for game week two, I actually had a very, very decent week by my standards. I scored 83 points. And as you can see, the one between the sticks there, McCarthy. I knew coming into this game week that it was going to be a bit of a rough one because I obviously knew picking three Spurs assets early in the preseason. I knew game week two, Spurs Southampton was going to be rough for me. So I sort of just had to go with whatever happens, happens. Hopefully Spurs just batter them. And thankfully they did batter them. Kane, obviously four goals and an assist. I don't know how many times we're going to say that, but 21 fantasy points. Son with 24 was just mental, mental to watch. Walker Peters luckily did get an assist for Danny Ings' first goal, which means he doesn't get zero points like McCarthy, but he didn't do too badly himself. As as Ollie was saying, the captaincy this week for him was the same as mine. I went with a Bamiang. Wish I'd gone with Kane or Son, but rather have the points than not have them at the end of the day. And then a goal for James Justin, no clean sheet, but he scored seven points. And then a clean sheet for both Van Dyke and Trent Alexander-Arnold capped off my 83-point game week. So that's a great start for you. It was a shade less than myself, which we'll get onto in a minute. But uh, Matt, the self-proclaimed guru, how did you get on? I beat the average. The average points this week was 59. I got 66. Um, I've come off okay. Son, 
got me 24. So he was my high scorer, which I was happy with being a Spurs fan. Obama Yang is my captain, which I think a lot of people had had the same. I wasn't too impressed with the 10 points from him. Uh, Alexander Arnold, clean sheet, bonus point in there, just in with a goal. So I was happy there. Rich Allison was my transfer, and I, I did speak a lot about Rich Allison last week in the uh, game week one. Uh, sorry, our first our first podcast um, for game week two, and I'm, I'm glad he delivered with 12 points. I did take uh, take a hit with Ings, though, and Ings ended up getting 11. So Rich Allison coming in at 12 with an extra point. I'm happy with that. Um, there's a few disappointing ones in there. Davies, one point. Doherty with a zero. McCarthy with a zero. Every Spurs goal I celebrated, and then I had to remember I've, I've got McCarthy in goal. So that did uh, disappoint me a little bit because he wasn't making any saves, and those save points are obviously crucial. Um, St. Maximin, uh, injury of, after about 25 minutes as well for the tune. So, you know, another disappointing one, but I, I've, I've got away with it. Son saved my day, 66 points. It's better than the average, and, you know, we move on to the next week. Disappointing, though, with Mitchell, five points on my bench. So that's two weeks in a row that I've had him on my bench. So, um, you know, bigger week this week. But my, my team, it's, it's all about the long game with me. So, um, you know, hoping for a bigger, bigger point score this week than that one. It's maybe time you uh, move Mitchell on. I reckon on the uh, little debate that you had with uh, McCarthy being in net and celebrating all the goals and realising that you have McCarthy in net, I think it obviously it's, it's your team over your FPL team, so the team you support over your FPL team. So you must be happy with the five goals you absolutely piled on at the St Mary's there. Now, Jack, remember last week, you I think you made seven extra transfers or something like that, six or seven extra transfers, took a massive hit. Did it pay off? Um, no, it didn't. Jack <laughs> um... Horror. Yeah, so... Obviously, game week one, <clears throat> I finished on uh, 49 points. As you can see on here, uh, after an absolute overhaul, I finished one point less than 48. So um, that didn't exactly go to plan, plus the minus 20 points for uh, that I spent. So obviously, uh, the suicide attempt uh, did go to plan in terms of suicide. <laughs> uh, didn't go to plan, really. So as you can see, um, well, obviously, Justin performed. Um, Mitchell's on there. Aubameyang captained him, obviously, similar to Matt, got the 10 points. Um, Martial, who I was raving about um, to take Kane out after Kane's terrible week one. Went to week two thinking Martial will step up. Kane will have a quiet one. And obviously, it was the total opposite. Um, United had a very poor day at the office. Martial, I don't, I don't think they recorded a, a shot on target. Um, so I had to rely everything on De Bruyne and Aubameyang to carry me through and even James Justin helping out there. So I think I went from um, 50th in the mini league down to the relegation zones. Um, but I think for the sake of the mini league, I've, I've gone down to them, you know, the depths of the league to check out who's in the league. Joan, you know, an, an ex, you know, an experience down there, see what the uh, the chat's about and see how, uh, you know, see how checking on everyone in in the league. That's you know, just play my part in there, boys. Great positive viewpoint to have. I don't know how you can after you had a, a Mane there game week one who uh, fired away at Stamford Bridge, but it, it happens to the best of us. On to myself now. I actually had a really good game. We had 84 points, which was a uh, slightly dampened by John Egan's red card um, at Villa Park. But McCarthy and that we've talked about conceding five goals, never great. Uh, Justin and Van Dyke both getting seven points. Obviously, Justin's goal. And Van Dyke clean sheet. Captain De Bamiang, uh, like all of us did here. Um, he had the five points doubled to 10, which obviously wasn't ideal. I actually messaged the little uh, WhatsApp chat we had. And I just said after the conclusion of the uh, Spurs-Hampton game, 
And she said, "Is it? Are we able to be frustrated after getting a game like that?" Um, and I said, "You know, I was obviously frustrated that I didn't captain Son or, or Ings or Kane." And then everyone just said, "No, you can't be frustrated. You've had an absolute blinder." And Son and Kane were incredible for me. Just watching every goal go in. I remember watching that game and just seeing. Kane and Ings both have goals disallowed and I'm just thinking this is not going to be my day. Turned out the opposite. Kane four assists and a goal. Son had himself four goals, which is incredible. So they really carried my game week along with a brace from Danny Ings and then Salah and Harrison Reed. But it's obviously Walker Peters. I put him on my bench. He got an assist, but also conceded five. So I kind of offset it a little bit. And I've moved up in the mini league. I think I was 29th uh, last week and I moved up to 16th. So I had a pretty good game week on that regard. Um, so obviously we're going to move on now to uh, Matt, your little section you've got here. Take it away. Okay, so I'm going to go with my five form players currently in, in FPL. We've got Calvert-Lewin at Everton. He's just come off the back of a hat-trick on the weekend. So loving the look of him as a striker. Castagna from Leicester, two assists on the weekend, a goal and a clean sheet in game week one. Defender from Leicester. Good fixtures coming up this weekend. Man City away, but he's got a good uh, set of fixtures after. Another form player. He's only played one game, but De Bruyne, 13 points. Really liking the look of him. And then I'm going to be going at Son, 25 points. Didn't have the best game week one, but that game week two, he's got to be in that five form players for me. And then the last one is Wilfred Zaha. Speaks for himself. Game week one, a goal. Game week two, double at Old Trafford. So that, that's my uh, five-form players. So we've got Calvert-Lewin as a striker, Castagna as a defender, Kevin De Bruyne in midfield, Son in midfield, and Zaha in midfield as my current five-form players. And uh, have you got five differentials for us? Five that uh, maybe uh, you know low ownership that are still firing on all fronts? I've got five to watch for for this week. A couple of them are certainly differentials, thanks, Ollie. Uh, in terms of the five to watch for for game week three, we've got Kane, again, striker, speaks for himself last week. We, we've said it a lot on the show tonight, but four assists and a goal. Happy with that. Son as a midfielder, got to have him this week. Newcastle at home, good fixture. Sorry, Elliot, but I think that's a uh, I, I don't brilliant, doubt it. Don't worry. brilliant fixture for us. So Kane and Son. And I've, I've spoke about him last week. Another one I love, especially at Anfield this weekend, Mo Salah, home to Arsenal. He's got a great home record against Arsenal. So in terms of my ones to watch, Kane, Son, Salah, you know, the next two, they're both to watch for this game week, but they're also more looking at the differential side. So I've got, and this is a surprise. So I think this might be a surprise to quite a lot of people because he's very popular in fantasy league, but Raheem Sterling. Um, you know, he's only owned by 5.4% at the moment, which is nothing for a player of that quality, albeit he's only had the one game week, returned an assist this week um, in, his, in his game against Wolves. So I'm looking at him. I think he's someone that everyone's sort of on the De Bruyne bandwagon, um, although I think De Bruyne is sort of a long-term, really good long-term prospect, and he is one of my form players. In terms of differentials at 5.4%, can't look past Raheem Sterling at the moment. And another one, I'm going to go back with City again. Gabriel Jesus, nine and a half million striker. Aguero's got this long-term injury for the next couple of months. And Jesus is only owned by 2.9% of Fantasy League right now. So for me, they're, they're huge differentials from, you know, obviously a, a top quality side. So that's my uh, that's my five to watch for the week. And obviously we had a massive game week just gone with a lot of goals scored. I think, yeah, as I mentioned before, is the bit highest scoring game week since the 5th and 6th of February 2011. That's so long ago that Bolton and Blackburn were still knocking about 
in the Premiership. Um, have you got three teams to watch out for that maybe scored a lot of goals there or were tight at the back? I've got three teams this week to watch out for. One of them, Chelsea away to West Brom. I've not mentioned any of their players before, but you know West Brom, two games in, they've shipped a lot of goals. So Chelsea away at West Brom. I think that's a team, if you've got Chelsea assets, whether it be Werner, you know, you've got to, you've got to keep hold of them for this game week. I've seen there's a lot of fire sales with Werner, but this West Brom game, there could be goals from Chelsea, from a Chelsea perspective. Um, again, we've I've spoke about my own team Spurs, but home to Newcastle off the back of five goals, you know, away at Southampton, definitely one to look out for. If you've got Spurs assets this week, even if it is your Matt Doherty's or Ben Davies in defence, keep hold of them. Bring in your Harry Kane's, bring in your Sons, and the final team to look out for. I've gone with Wolves. So Wolves are playing away at West Ham. West Ham did actually look quite promising at Arsenal, but it's two games, two defeats. They did win last night in the uh, Carabao Cup, West Ham. But yeah, Wolves are, Wolves are a team. I know they lost to City, but they're, they're quite a uh, solid force and they've got some pretty good players. I'm, I'm really keen on Podence in midfield at 5.5. He's uh, made two assists so far. And I think Wolves away at West Ham, not too much confidence at the moment with, with West Ham. There's some good players to look out for there, especially, you know, your Jimenez's as well. So they're my three, team, three teams for the week, guys. I think just quickly on Wolves as well, I was saying to Ollie just before we started, they have just added Nelson Semedo to their squad as well. No one knows, probably won't be starting for them, but that also does switch it up a little bit because obviously as a sort of fullback, wingback, it'll be interesting to see what Nuno does with that. Obviously another Portuguese player, who else would sign them? It's always Wolves, but <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see with that one. So that one's just been announced just before we enter a call. This is currently um, 10 to 8 now, Melbourne time as we're recording. So it's just been announced in the past hour. So a brilliant signing for Wolves bringing in the uh, Barcelona right back. Um, now, we've obviously mentioned the easy fixture or so-called easy fixture for Tottenham against Newcastle. Will, they, uh, will any of those players be a captain for this coming game week? Look, I've, I've got a couple of Spurs players here and I, I am talking about it being potentially an easier fixture, but I do need to remind myself that we did lose this game last season at home, 1-0. <laughs> um, so in terms of captain pick from Spurs, I've gone Son, Kane, no surprises there. Another one that I always talk about, Salah, home fixture, he's really good at Anfield and he's fixture-proof, doesn't worry me, whatever team he plays. And then my other captain choices, I'm really liking De Bruyne, and even Fernandes at United, I think, away at Brighton, they didn't have a great start against Palace last week, but Fernandes is brilliant in fantasy league. And again, uh, we spoke about it in last week's show, but there's always a chance of a penalty with VAR and there's always a chance of a penalty with Man United. And once they get a penalty, Fernandes is the man. So Salah, Son, Kane, De Bruyne and Fernandes are my top captain picks for this week. And uh, obviously you've gone through and done your, uh, your scout 11. We'll uh, show that on the screen if you're watching... Uh on a visual sense, but um, just quickly run through it for anyone listening, run through the players. Yeah, look, there's a couple in there. I think we've spoke about a lot tonight. Harry Kane, Son, Salah, Fernandez, De Bruyne. I've gone very heavy on midfield. Um, obviously, this is within the 100 million budget, so I've tried to pack the midfield with as, as many heavy hitters as possible. And I think any single one of them, Fernandez, Salah, De Bruyne, Son, Kane, Take your pick. Any one of them can be a captain. Um, I've got Podence in there. West Ham away. Good fixture. Got the assist the other week against City. He had quite a few attempts on goal as well. So 5.5. I can see him having a pretty decent week. 
And then in defence, James, I've got to get a Chelsea player in there away at West Brom. Attacking fullback, Concert, he was cheap away at Fulham, set piece threat, and he's just come off 15 points. Dunn, Burnley, you won't like this one, Oli, but at 4 million and with the injuries to Burnley centre backs, I had to put him in. It was all I could really get in there with that 100 million budget in that really expensive midfield and Harry Kane. And then Mitchell, two good solid game weeks so far. Home fixture, it's an inform Everton, but again, he's got he's got potential to get forward and, and get those assists. And then with the goalkeeper, Larice, Spurs at home to Newcastle. I'm feeling a clean sheet. I think Spurs and Jose Mourinho are due the first clean sheet of the season. So yeah, Hugo Larice in there. Not sure if we'll get too many saves out of Newcastle though. Sorry, Elliot. But um yeah, I think he's a a solid choice for a, a clean sheet this week. Again, I, I don't doubt that in any way, shape or form. So no, none taken there. Thanks, mate. <laughs> now we're going to move on to our first guest of the podcast for this season. But uh, first of all, we've uh, got to bring him in, of course. I don't know if he's actually um, joined us just yet. Yes, he has. It's uh, Theo. who's uh, So uh, obviously we've got our first guest from the podcast and he's all the way in Brazil. It's Theo Costa, who is currently fifth in our mini league. Theo, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. No worries, we're glad to have you. Now, just uh, bring your teams on the screen now for anyone watching the podcast. So, uh, how did you go this week? Yeah. Um, I I don't know now because I'm not studying the schedule for the games, the fixtures, because it's my it's, this year is my first time on the Premier League Fantasy. Because I, I played in Brazil, the Fantas gave me Brazil for Brazilian National Championship. But the the Premier League is my first time because I never follow Premier League. I started now because I moved to Melbourne last year. And uh, it's very interesting the, this, this game because it's so different than the Fantasy in Brazil. And now I, I think I will keep the same team. Um, I will change only my, my captain. I will put Salah for captain. And uh, I will try use the same team in the next the game week four. I will use two transfers. And after, I think, middle of the, the, first, the first half, I will use a more wild card and uh, boost bench and the uh, triple captain good stuff so he's ended up on 56 points with uh, obviously good players in midfield i think he's captain of bamiang there as well which has um got himself an assist in that one so got a positive return so uh, theo obviously you moved to melbourne now but you've said you uh, keep following the brazilian league um do you support a team in that league have you uh, keeping up with the brazilian league even while over here in brazil brazilian league yeah i i yeah. follow yeah i follow i'm sao paulo fan yeah, massive so club, yeah, yeah, very good. Obviously, you've said you're not going to change your team too much going forward, but did you make any transfers this week that works for you heading into this week? Or yeah, uh, I think I will try change Sebajos for Hendrik because for the first the the game week one, I changed Jorginho for Hendrik because I I see Jorginho out for the the Chelsea game. And I'm lucky because he lost a penalty, missing penalty. And uh, but Sebastian on the bench is is not good. 
I think I will try to put Ceballos in the Hendrick place. Uh, I think uh, Liverpool and Arsenal will have a good game, the balanced game. And uh, I think a good game for Salah and Aubameyang, a little for uh, Alexander-Arnold or Van Dijk. But I, I will try, I will make a risk. You've got to make sure you take them. Obviously, in FPL, it's a high-risk, high-reward kind of game. Um, but obviously, you're initially from Brazil. You've moved over to Melbourne, as mentioned. But do you still have any favourite Brazilians that currently play in the Premier League that uh, drive you to uh, to watch the brilliant league here? Yeah, yeah. I like uh, Gabriel Jesus and uh, Firmino because I'm playing striker. When I play soccer, I, I play striker. And uh, I like the Firmino and the Gabriel Jesus games. And he is good players. Brilliant stuff. Well, uh, Theo, thank you for joining us. You're obviously flying in the FPL League. So uh, maybe if you keep going uh, as well as you are, you may be able to uh, get you back on. But it's a pleasure to have you and uh, take care, mate. Yeah, thank you so much. So on to the next section of the podcast. And we're actually switching from classic into a bit of a draft mode. So we've uh, started a draft with uh, FPL Addict and Esports, the same people that are on this podcast with a few extras thrown in there. So we've got an eight-team league, and we did the draft on Monday, which is available wherever you get your podcasts, so Spotify, Apple Music, or on Facebook, Twitter, if you want to watch it visually. We recorded that on Monday, and that was published, uh, I think, maybe yesterday. Um, so that's up to, if you want to watch every single pick live, or live for you, you can watch that there um, whenever you feel like it, really. So in the league, we've got uh, my old man, Nathan Peel, former footballer himself, who played for... Uh, Burnley, Sheffield United, Preston, among other clubs in there. So uh, he's probably not the worst team and we're probably picking him for the wooden spoon. If we are real, if we're real, someone not far behind him is uh, our man Jack Gillibrand, probably. Uh, <laughs> but his FPL now isn't really there. Um, we have Birmingham fan James who um, joined on the draft. He was um, a Birmingham fan and he, was a, he has a pretty decent team. So he'll be one to watch. Obviously, David, uh, we've got here. Big man uh, pulling the strings. On the old technical side, so he's um, obviously looking to um, power up the draft league. We've got Elliot with uh, Shola Amiobi Kenobi, bit of a Star Wars theme and a Newcastle crossover there. So obviously, I think me and him will be battling it out, uh, battling it out up towards the top if things go well. Then we've got myself and then Rolando, who had the auto <laughs> pick because he couldn't join us um, that night, but he's got a decent auto pick team. But that's all because FPL did it and not himself. And we've also got Matt, obviously the guru himself, who's going to be uh, probably favourite to take out the league. And then there's a lot of pressure on him. And if he doesn't take out the league, then uh, basically that affirms that we don't need to listen to any of his tips and we need to go <laughs> elsewhere. Um, in terms of the fixtures, for game week three, we're starting. So we're starting up this weekend. We've got James against Jack. Should be a decent game. We've got Elliot against my dad, Nathan. So, uh, Elliot, if you don't win that by over 50 points, you're a fraud. Um, Rolando and Matt coming up against one another. Should be a decent game, that, obviously. Rolando with uh, the auto-pick team against the Guru. Uh, should be a decent clash, that one. Looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. And then I'm playing David in what should be a thriller. So if you want to go back and watch the Draft podcast, it is available, again, like I say, wherever you get your podcasts, to listen to that one. Every pick we had on there, and it was an absolute joy to record, to so go back and watch that. Moving on back into the classic sense. Now we've got um, our own classic team that we've got to go through. So we're starting with you, Elliot. What are your plans for uh, this upcoming game week? 
Obviously, I had a pretty decent game week this week, 83 points, I believe it was. So I'm pretty happy with that. So I don't think too many changes were necessary. Fixtures were quite kind to me after the second game week. But I'm going to move on from Matt Doherty. I think all these aren't set in stone just yet. But Saiz from Wolves, they have got brilliant fixtures for the next four or five game weeks. Look at that, all the green. It's what you want. So I'm obviously going with Raul Jimenez up top as well. I think he obviously has been in pretty good form towards the start of the season. So I don't see why he would stop scoring now. And then to make funds for those two, I would have to get rid of Abamyang for Anguisa and then make further transfers in upcoming weeks with the 4.4 million that I've got remaining in my bank. With doing this, it will require me to take a four-point hit. I'm not 100% sure if I'm still going to be doing this, but it's looking the way that I'm going to be going for this game week, I think, as of now. Things might change, obviously, and I guess you'll just have to find out how I went next week on the podcast. Great stuff. Now, uh, Matt, obviously, you're not a fan of FPL points hits and FPL suicides, but as long as it's not as bad as Jack's, it should not be a problem. Now, on to you, Matt. Um, how are you looking for uh, game week three? Uh, you're spot on there, Ali. I'm not a fan of big hits, especially not the FPL suicide of 24 points. <laughs> but a four-point a four hit's okay. I can manage that. But you know, when you're going eight points, 12 points or anything like that, then it's just not worth it. But anyway, in terms of my team, but my, my uh, squad, so I, I built my squad initially for the sort of aiming towards that five to ten weeks just to to build up. And I'm, I'm still very, very heavy in defence with your Doherty's, Ben Davies, Alexander-Arnold. So I've got a lot of money still tied in defence, which kind of leaves me very, very light up front. So I like a 4-5-1 formation. Happy to stick with Richarlison, Salah, Son. I'm not too happy with Havertz at the moment, but with West Brom away, I'm hoping that he, you know, gets 90 minutes under his belt and can get get off the mark with a goal and an assist. So, I'm actually, I'm not I'm not going to be uh, hitting the wild card. Um, my aim is to get rid of Obama Yang. So, he's obviously one of my premium choices. But I'm really, really sold on Manchester City this week. So, you know, we've got De Bruyne in here. He's just come off 13 points. Price rise to 11.6. He is owned by 38% of teams, though. So, you know, he's one of those players. I've, I've I've really got to have him at some stage this season. It's going to be a toss-up between him and Sterling for me. As we mentioned earlier, Sterling now, since since we discussed earlier, his, his ownership's actually gone up now to 5.5%. He's 11.5, so he's that 0.1 less than De Bruyne. I just get this feeling with Sterling in these next couple of game weeks. He does like to play at home, so Leicester at home, he always gets burst of goals. So I can, I'm just feeling a couple of goals this weekend from Sterling. And then the uh, up-and-coming fixtures after that look quite good. Got some green there with Leeds. Arsenal at home, who City always seem to beat quite convincingly. West Ham away, a bit of green. Some tough games there, so it's probably going to be around that point there where I might look to make the transition to De Bruyne. So, yeah, for now, it's just, it's going to be a last-minute decision. It's definitely Obama Yang out, and it's going to be one of the Man City boys, no doubt about it. So um, that's that's going to be my lineup this weekend, or my transfer, sorry. Great stuff. Um, Jack, on to you now. Obviously, we've we've mentioned that FPL suicide. You're well over that now. <laughs> you won't be doing the same again. Surely not. Oh, I've got a surprise. No, I haven't, lads. Oh, all good. <laughs> I've got, um, obviously, I'm trying to keep my head down now and just try and focus on uh, recovery and try and get a bit of consistency. I have jumped on the um, Calvert-Lewin 
uh, bandwagon. So Marshall's been rotated out. So it's my third striker in three weeks. Um, Aubameyang, I've kept, I've kept faith with him. Uh, obviously, I'm just going to change my captain around. Probably going to captain Salah in there. We'll see how Calvert-Lewin hopefully goes. But um, Sorry, or De Bruyne, sorry. De Bruyne or Salah for captain. Um, I think, as Matt said, uh, with the Man City one, I think they could obviously um, you know, run riot. De Bruyne is obviously in form. Um, William, I would have liked to have got out this week uh, for the Pep Roulette kind of uh, style uh, that Arteta is probably going to play. But uh, obviously with uh, transfers, I don't really want to uh, change any more points. So um, my only transfer this week, Calvert-Lewin in with Martial heading out the door. Just quickly, I'm planning on making two transfers. So I've not actually made them yet. So that's why I'm on the transfer screen. My hand was forced a little bit with John Egan's red card. So I'm looking to bring in Roman Size from Wolves. Obviously, we've mentioned how good their fixtures are. But just to quickly run over that, again, a lot of green there. Uh, West Ham away, Fulham at home, Leeds away, Newcastle at home, Crystal Palace at home, and even Leicester away isn't too bad a fixture for Wolves. And then you go Southampton and Arsenal away. So even down to that sort of game week 10 mark before the Liverpool game, I think I can see some real value in size. Um, I am also considering Connor Cody, which if I do that, I might be able, or go someone cheaper even, I might be able to hold a Bamiang at the minute. I've got him out to De Bruyne, like a lot of other people have. Great start to his season. Um, obviously, as we've mentioned, but um, I've got him in for a Bamiang, although I'm not sure if I'm going to pull the trigger there. I might give a Bamiang one more week because obviously De Bruyne is a lot cheaper than a Bamiang, um, 0.4 million at the time of recording. So I might go from Egan down just to give myself a little more breathing room, but just in case I want to hold the Bamiang for this week. But at this rate, it's going to be Sice in for Egan and De Bruyne in for a Bamiang as my two free transfers after I rolled over last week. Now, just to wrap up, just quickly, um, obviously it was a great game week last week and obviously if we get another one like that to follow, we're going to be in some, some absolute firepower. Um, Elliot, obviously happy with your changes. Do you reckon you're actually going to get more points than me this week or not? What's one one now? I only lost out by one point. I am higher than you in the league. I will remind you of that. So just keep it on the down low for a minute. I'm I'm hoping I can. I'm I, as I said before. I'm not too sure with the point hit because I think you look at Doherty and Sice, and Sice has already got to make up two extra points on Doherty if I make that point hit, and I'm just not sure if he will. I think as much as it pains me to say it, Doherty at home to Newcastle, a team that in just attacking wise haven't been brilliant recently. So um, I'm not too sure on that one. But I think, as I was saying, Aubameyang, who sort of, he's described a bit as a modern-day Drogba these days. He always turns up against the big team. So I'm not sure about getting rid of him. But I think I will pull the trigger on that and get him in because I'm quite keen on him. And as, as we were saying, for his fixtures, I'm more uh, interested in getting the Wolves attacker in than size. So it's going to be between the two of them, I think. And I don't know if I'll take a point hit. But yeah, I'm confident I can get more points than you this week, Holly, if that's what you want to hear. Well then, bring it on. Obviously, I had one more point than him last week, but um, if he takes the points here, I'm back on top of the league. So there's just a little precursor for you in case you want to maybe avoid that. So that's the end of this week's podcast for Game Week 2 and in preparation for Game Week 3. Go back and watch the draft, which we recorded a few days ago. It's an absolutely brilliant podcast. We actually really had a laugh recording that one. So go back and have a watch of that. And obviously, good luck with your teams and I'll hopefully rise up the FPL Addicts and Esports Live League. For now, though, take care, and we'll see you next week.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this live esports fixture here.